are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Bible says in Luke 12, 15, Beware of covetousness, for a man's life consisteth not the abundance of things which he possesseth. If we're not careful, we're living for possessions, we're living for money, we're living for things, we're living for pleasure. I am not advocating you can't ever do anything. I'm not advocating you can't every five or 10 or whatever years you go to Disneyland. I don't think you have to have a season's pass and be down that freeway all the time. I'm waiting. Yeah. You put your treasure there, you're gonna have to get your heart there then. You have to be down that freeway all the time. Life is, life is about work. God says six days shalt thou labor. Now we're having some people advocate we need only four work, work days. And, and it, we're, we're in an environment, a man that will not work should not eat, but a man that will not work will never be a happy man. Man was created to work. I told our class this morning on our series that we're on that J.C. Penney said when a man retires, he has to retire to something. You'll be dead in a short time. Man's created to work. Six days shalt thou labor. Here is chapter two, uh, 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 chapter eight of Second uh, Corinthians. Paul dealt more directly with this church at Corinth than any other church. They got all mixed up in tongue talking. And he said, but you're carnal. I could not come into you spiritual. You're not spiritual people. They got off an area. They were having incest in the church, adultery in the church. They were going to court, Christian against Christian, standing before an unsaved job, a judge to get their, their, uh, their uh, uh, conflicts settled. They were immoral with their own parents. They were getting drunk at the Lord's table. He rebuked them like no other church. Yet the Bible says they came behind and no gifts. They had all the gifts. They had the gift of giving too. But they became very stingy and very selfish. I want to say I know that this church has been a separated church, a soul winning church, a scripture church. I believe all that we've been for 44 years. But I tell you why on a Sunday morning, and this is a portion of our crowd, we're filled in here this morning, because the church has had the right relationship for 44 years about money. We have not laid up for ourselves treasure on earth, we have laid up together treasure in heaven. You ever hear of a bus ministry? with a million and a quarter kids coming to Sunday school, and when another million dollars is spent to buy buses the last two years? that we will never ride on. We've invested in children. We've invested, God says he'll bless you if you bless the fatherless and the children. God says he'll bless the church that invests. And you put your, this church has for years placed their money on worldwide missions. 
Next year, Brother Poos, under your leadership, we will have started our 400th church in the Philippines, one country alone, where we pay the pastor's salary for a year, we build him a building, and we're out of there, and all 375 to this point are still going full speed ahead. That's one country of over 100 missionaries we have. We're moving into Mexico after 2020, and we're gonna begin to start churches there with our missionary there. It's just an amazing thing what God is doing. The radio, 24 hours a day, that's beaming out, the live stream that's beaming out. I use the word famous people watch this service. It's an amazing thing what God has done. Why? I believe God's people have risen up to every challenge. Buy a building, buy the property, build a building, buy the, buy the land, sacrifice, give to this person, give to that. Just recently helped to assist a large gift, build a house for missionary in the Cambodia. We have not amassed for ourselves wealth. We've invested in God's work. This church, Paul begins to deal with them. He said, you know, and, and I, I'm going to preach a message. Chapter 2, verse 17. He was in anguish of heart. He was, he was so much in turmoil. They were turning against him. There was inner fighting and they were criticizing Paul, attacking Paul. I've never seen the day like this in my life. I don't know if it's because of the internet or because people are not spiritual, but I, can't, I cannot imagine opening my mouth against a man of God. I cannot imagine myself opening my mouth against church, God's people. Some of you are going to have to grow up. I'm talking to you men. You're, you're becoming a feminine sissy. Well, I'm, I'm hurt. I'm offended. Probably goes back to a root that we didn't ask you to sing. We didn't ask you to sing because you're no good. They don't ask me to sing around here either. Paul is going to show these Christians life is not about getting, it's about giving. And so he introduces the grace, finding the favor of God through the avenue of giving. I want to introduce that word grace, and then we'll get in our message this morning quickly. Chapter 8, verse 1. You get ready to fill the blank. Ready? Moreover, brethren, we do to the wit of the of what? The grace of God. Wit just simply, we want you to know. We want you to know how. The grace of God. Look at verse number six. Insomuch that we desire Titus, that as he began, so would he also finish in you the same, the same grace also. And he's speaking about giving. We want you to have the same grace. Titus was a giver. We want you to learn the same grace. The church at Macedonia, they were givers. We want you to learn the same grace. Grace is not, uh, giving is not something that, that we do toward people. It's what we allow for people. I recall a preacher here years ago said, when you get to heaven, it seems like your pastor's always raising money, raising money, raising money. And you're going to say, no, I wish you would have given less. I, I could have given less. You're going to say, I wish you would have had more opportunity. <coughs> Verse number seven. Therefore, as you abound... As you abound in everything, and they had all these grace, faith, <clears throat> utterance, knowledge, diligence, and your love to us. Say that you abound in what? This grace also. 
this grace of giving. You're doing all these other things, but get the grace of giving. Our hands, our lives ought to be a funnel. God gives to us that we might funnel through to others on the pathway of life. Look at verse number nine. For ye know the of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. Notice, if you will, in verse number, number 19, not that only, but who was also chosen of the churches to travel with us with this grace. There you have it again. Did you notice in chapter number, uh, chapter number nine and verse number eight? And God is able to make all grace abound, all grace, all favor. God can put favor on your life. He is going to use the pocketbook to put favor. You say, you want the offerings to go up? I always want the offerings up. But this is not an offering message. This is a stewardship message of grace, how that we can obtain the favor of God and it's not hoarding and amassing for ourselves. It's being a funnel to God in God's work. Notice what he says, if you went on chapter number nine and verse number 14. And by prayer for you, which long after you, an exceeding grace of God in you. And so chapter eight and chapter nine, he speaks about grace, grace, grace. These Corinthians were becoming stingy, but the Macedonian saints who were poor as Job's turkey, they became very liberal in giving. They even gave to these people that had more. And the Macedonians were suffering. I want you to see with me grace giving, the demonstration, how we give. You say, I'd give, I just don't have any money to give. Uh, I'm talking about giving in offerings, uh, giving to others. I'm talking about giving for eternity. I'm talking about giving to a widow and giving to a widower. I'm talking about giving to children. I'm talking about giving to families in need today. I'm talking about giving to worldwide missions. I'm talking about giving to the radio ministry. I'm talking about giving to the Christian school and the Bible college where young men and women come to this place to train for God. I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about giving to the work of God. We are, do I have to tell us what kind of environment we live in today? This world's falling apart. What this world needs is Jesus. It needs a New Testament local church that preaches the word of God, the demonstration of giving. Look what he says. He tells us verse one and two, moreover brethren, he's writing to Christians, we do to the wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia. All right, what's these Macedonian Christians doing? Watch. Let's read verse two. And I want you to ponder, these were not rich people. These are people that are having a hard time that hit rock bottom. Verse two, ready beginning. How that in great You know, I'll give, I'll give, I'll give to my aged parents. I'll give to my sister-in-law that's raising those kids alone. 
I'll, I'll provide something. I'll give to grace giving. I'll, I'll, I'll give to that widow woman. I'll help that family that's poor. You say, well, my goodness, if we elect the right people, we'll have no more poor people. The Bible says the poor ye always will have with you. I was working as a checker, a cash register guy at Fry's Food Stores. They have Fry's Electronics now. It's the same sign, type of signs in the 60s, but Fried Food Store. There is a quarter right there. Praise the Lord for that. Look at that. And while I worked there, I heard about this, but I didn't know what was happening. And I was checking out the old manual, you know, if you got six for a dollar, you had to figure out how to manually put it in there and pull the lever down all the time, no scanners. And then you'd bag it up and you didn't have to pay a dime for the bag. Amen. Yeah, man, now we're preaching. <laughs> and you know, I, I, I can remember this lady, she came and she had like a checkbook and she started tearing these coupons off. But I've never seen coupons before like that. I mean, I've seen them in the paper. They, but she said, I, I, I want to pay my bill with this. I thought she was playing with, paying with Monopoly money. I, I, I said, I, I don't think we accept that, ma'am. She said, that's, you're embarrassed. That's my, that's my food stamps. I, I said, I don't think we accept those. She goes, you accept them. And I called Chuck Wall, who was my manager. I said, Chuck, uh, I, I, this lady wants to pay with this. And, and she said, Jack, that's okay. I went out and figured out that LBJ, remember Lyndon Baines Johnson, our president? He said, if you'll give me this program in 10 years, we will have no more poverty in America. Well, Lyndon Baines Johnson, you didn't know, know the Bible because the poor you're always going to have with you. One reason, God gives us an opportunity to help poor people. Blessed is he, Psalm 41.1, blessed is he that considereth the poor. We ought to be looking for ways to help people that, on the journey of life. And here he said, these people, they didn't say, you don't start giving when you have money. He said, they gave their money because of the grace that God had extended in their life in the trial of their affliction and the abundance of their deep poverty. I've watched people in this church. Sometimes they don't have a lot of money, but I watch them do for other people and then they don't charge them. And I'm not suggesting we do that to business people around here. I'm just saying I've learned so much about giving from watching people here through the years give and sacrifice to others. These people were giving in a deep trial of affliction. That hit rock bottom. You can't say when I'm stable, I'm gonna give. They were an example of the widow's might. She brought her widow's might and gave the last she had and put it in that offering. They're not here today, they're out of town, but Brother Reamers and his wife heads up our Sunday school. And by the way, when he gets home, it'd be good to tell him, thank you. Don't correct them what he's not doing. You have no idea what you're doing. He knows what he's doing. Simmer on that for a little bit. 
We got, we got some older guys coming. We got some older guys on staff. We got some young guys. And I've chosen those young guys, and I believe in those young guys. And they have taken us to a whole new level, and you'll never take us there. You just simmer on all that for a little while, will you? Because you're probably simmering now anyway. This church has always taken the next generation and brought them on and raised them up. And that's why 37 men have sat right next to me. They're pastoring churches now. They learn something here. They grow. And many of them have said, I'm going to go and start a church and build a church. Uh, that's okay, folks. I kind of, I'm not being arrogant here. I thank you for the detour here, Lord. This is the Holy Spirit. I'm not, I'm not just start off with this thing and learning how to pastor a church, which you've never done before. You're smarter than me in any other field. But you don't know how to pastor this church. I'll leave it right there. And his little daughter, Jackie, was visited. She is turning into three years of age. She has a first, she has a, a little baby, and then she has a sister, and she, Jackie's six. And Jackie, Jack, Jackie's three. And, and Jackie is moving into the preschool, and her Sunday school teacher came by their apartment to visit. And on Saturday, she said, Jackie, now on Sunday, you're going to bring a Bible. Mrs. Rowe, Tanya Rowe, you're going to bring a Bible. And here's what we're going to do in class. And you'll bring your offering. I ran into Jackie before Sunday school. She had her Bible, three-year-old girl, and she had her dollar bill. And it was so thrilling for me. That, little, that Sunday school teacher had already started to do her down a journey that hopefully she'll do her entire life. And yet as a pastor, I said, what are you going to do with that dollar? She goes, I'm giving it in the offering. I said, all of it? You know, kind of, I mean, give a quarter, but thank God. The, thank God for the way young millennials think nowadays, a little higher than I did. And I saw that little pretty little girl, black little hair, little beautiful eyes, and she was just dressed so beautifully. I said, Jack, you're giving all of that? And I reached in my pocket, and I gave her another dollar. I said, well, here's one for you. Her dad said, Jackie, what are you going to do with that dollar bill? She said, give it in the offering. <laughs> I said, I didn't give it to you to give two. You can keep one. I'll put it in the offering. That's what these, that's what these people, that, that's what the widow might, she gave it all. Here's the Bible. They were in deep poverty. They were struggling. They were having a hard time. One way to give yourself, give, get, to, to get yourself out of trouble financially is to give your way out. God says, grace, I'll show favor upon those that are liberal. Find someone that's hurting and find someone that has need and say, though I have nothing in life, I'm going to help that person on the journey of life. I, I find, secondly, they were extreme sacrifice. They, it, it, they demonstrate extreme, verse 3. And to their power, I bear record. Yea, here's the key. Beyond their power. Beyond their power. You know what that tells me? Faith. I try. I know my wife does. I try every week. Try nothing. We tithe. We give our offerings. But I try to give more beyond that that we can't give to people, to individuals, to helping somebody at the school bill, to paying for a kid in the college. It's, 
can't help with their bill or need help or, or at a food line buying their lunch, whatever it might be. You say, that's from your excess account? There's no excess account. That's what I call beyond our power. That's our faith account. And it just seems that God, from sources everywhere, God always as give, Luke, Luke 6, 38, give, and it shall be given unto you. I can't explain it, but we have lived that way for nearing 50 years of our life in marriage. I'm telling you, it's been wonderful to learn to give, and it shall be given. I've tried, like most of you people here, to obey, obey every spiritual impulse. One of our former members, she's uh, 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 on retirement, and she's living on Social Security. She has such a limited income. And on Wednesday night, I said, folks, this Sunday, we need to reach the budget, and we're 4,000 short in the missions account on top of that. We'll receive, we said, the offering Wednesday night for that. Generally, it's about $1,000. And she emailed in the business office and said, I've sent $2,000. I guarantee it, that was the widow's might. The lady doesn't have extra money. The lady is living and my heart aches, but I tell you what, I'm so amazed at the way God raises up people in deep affliction. They said, I don't have it. I'm gonna give it by the faith of God. Here it is. I wanna live by faith. The just shall live by faith. Faith brings the favor of God through grace. I want you to see thirdly, they gave of themselves. When you give your offerings and you give your tithes and you give to people and, and, and you're experiencing this grace, you're to immediately say, I want to give myself. Verse number three, the latter part, they were willing of themselves. Verse number five, they first gave their own selves. We have an illustration of that in verse number nine. That though he was rich, Jesus, yet for your sake became poor. What did he do? He gave of himself. For God so loved the world that he gave, but Jesus gave his life. I'm doing this, and, and I'm doing this for you. Look all around you. Find someone in need. Help somebody today. Though it be small, some neighborly deed. Help somebody today. The demonstration of grace, it's by equality. Look at chapter 8, verse 13. Government, are you listening right now? I mean not that other men be eased and ye burdened, but by equality, that now at this time the abundance may be supplied for the want, that their abundance may also be the supply of your want, that there may be equality. Equality is fairness, sameness, and size. That's why God established the tithe. The tithe is a tenth part. And if a person made $100 last week, a tenth part is... $10. If a person made $1,000 last week, a tenth part is $100. If a person made $10,000 last week, then the tenth part is 1000 That's equality. I really believe how we could get this government around, first, cut half the government jobs. And all these immoral programs about how to sin. But I'll tell you another way. Let God's giving first 10% be the biggest, and let the governments be about 4%. And equality. I didn't watch one debate this week. 
I didn't read one debate, but it's amazing how many people have told me, they said one said, I don't know if this is true, I wouldn't listen to it, one said of the 21 or two or three candidates running, they said, we want to take 90% from the rich and, and tax 90%. That's immoral. You say, well, these rich people. See, you've been educated for 50, 60 some years in this school system around here that rich people are the bad people. Rich people spend the money so that they can buy a, bot, a yacht they probably don't need, which employs people to build it. Socialism, you cannot show me a country where socialism or communism has ever worked. The people are in poverty. Socialism and communism is anti-Bible because God deals with us as individuals. Socialism is a, is a twin sister to communism. Communism, and then go to communist China today, one billion people, they do not have the right to assemble like you and I are today. This world, we're buying into this, well, all these rich people. It's amazing, don't go after these athletes, movie stars. And I know some people inherit wealth from parents. I admire people that just through discipline and hard work, work and they build something. Well, that went over well. Number five, and I'll close, the spirit of giving. The Spirit of Giving, chapter number nine, verse number six. But I say, this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap sparingly, and he that soweth bountifully shall reap bountifully every man according to his purpose in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly, not because you have to, nor in a necessity I'm commanded to. For the Lord loveth the cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you. We don't give because we have to do this. We give because we get to. You know, Joy, your husband, it's, he's suffering. He's, he's probably watching right now. I love your husband. And I can recall one day in the old building so many years ago, decades ago, I read this text and God says, cheerful, one who acts like a clown, one that's happy. <laughs> Glory to God. I remember where he was sitting. See it back here on this side, the old auditorium. Man, the amens would bounce off those walls. It's just, you know, it's a shotgun, a horseshoe balcony. Probably that day, about 1,200 people in that building, just jam-packed, sitting up the stairs. And, and the offering plate came back to him. And he started going, Woo! Glory to God! Woo-hoo-hoo! Just being cheerful. He's a nut. I said, what were you doing? He goes, acting like a clown at the circus. That's what you said a week ago. It's a happy time. When we have an offering plate passed or we give, it's not like this, the plate comes and we put it in. (laughs) Or it's not like that lady, I don't know where I never heard, I heard about it, she said, I'm making change with the offering. I don't want to give this much. You don't reach in and start taking other people's money out. Just give that much. I'll write a book about nutcases I've known or something. You see, life is about giving. We give ourselves. We give our 
offerings we give to others. You say, would you like to see the offerings go up? Oh, oh yes. I sure would. I could list for you, and I won't for the sake of time, project after project, starting with buses that we need, three of them. I go on and on and on. We picked up 16 more radio stations a year ago in large areas where we have potential 10 million listeners, Kansas City, Kansas, Alexandria, Virginia, all these different places on the AM dial and FM. It's a 15-minute broadcast. And you get a text or an email or a call and say, I'm listening to Kansas City. It thrills my heart. We had a man call this week, and I think he was probably suicidal. One of our pastors got to deal with him. He may be watching right now. And deal with him from the Word of God. There's so much more to do and so little time to do it. Yes, I'd like to see the offerings go up. But if I'm a true shepherd, I'd like to see you get some relief from the bondage of money. I told our class this morning, it's probably you don't need more money. You need to manage what God's given you. I know you could revolt about this, and I know you'd probably be right most of the time. But we live in an area like this, like so many other cities in America. If you cannot afford a car, I think you could sell the car. And I think with, I don't know how to buy groceries online, but almost every mile to two miles around us, there's a grocery store. We could probably walk. We could stop the gym payments and walk to the grocery store. You say, I can't carry three of those bags and get a little cart. I can't carry that much, then make three trips. That's a, that's a good thing. That's three miles right there. I, I just think that there's a way. We have a rail system here, a train system here. You know that soon you'll be able to live anywhere north of San Francisco, get on BART and get off right over here on First Street? You can live on the other side of the bay and get on that BART and come on down to our rail system and get off and be within six blocks of our church? Look, if you can't afford a car, then don't, don't get a car. And save your money. I'm just asking you to consider chapter 8 and 9 because these people started this grace giving or continued this grace giving when they were in deep poverty, when they hit rock bottom. They had no money and they gave to a church that probably had more money than they did. Grace is such an amazing subject. It begins with the grace of salvation that we saw months ago when we began our series. Are you saved? Do you know Christ? We were praying at men's prayer meeting last night, and God put on our heart that subject of revival. I'd like to see people get saved today. We were praying that there'd be Bibles open right here with people, a man showing a man in a matter of moments, and a woman showing a woman how to be born again. And I know I spoke about stewardship and finances and giving, but there's a grace, there's a favor. If we handle it properly, God says, I'll put favor on you. I thank for those in this church that have the oversight of the money and the CPAs that study our accounts and they'll start now in a few weeks after tomorrow is the end of the fiscal year. 
and they'll study our accounts. And I know it costs us money. But to me, it's so encouraging to hear that they say you have balanced to the penny. You have balanced every single thing properly. You have handled the money, those that are in charge of it in the church. You've handled it appropriate. It's honest. And they give us a good big report three, four months from now. And it's always an A-plus rating. I would, trust, I would not trust a ministry that's not willing to get audited. I would not. I'm talking about grace giving. Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.